Chapter 2, Home in the Hollow. As the burning limb descended, Heather sprang. She dove onto her brother, gripping him tightly and rolling them both down the sloping grass away from the blazing maple's limb. The singed fingers of the outmost branches pawed at them as the, monsters, as the monster maple's arm smashed into the ground in time with another thunderous boom from the sky. They rolled into a thorn bush on the edge of East Wood as the rain began to fall. Like the blazing branch, they had only just escaped. The rain came down suddenly with no pitter-patter of polite introduction. Lightning split the sky again, this time a little farther off. Picket woke, eyes wide and gasping for breath. It's okay, Picket, Heather said in a rush, loud above the noise. You're all right. Heather checked him over quickly to confirm her words. For a moment, they sat there, staring dumbly at the burning tree, smoke twisting up into the sky as the rain extinguished the blaze from the top down. After another boom of thunder and a crackling flash, they ran for it. Even though it was the middle of the afternoon, it was hard to see. With the storm's arrival, a frightening darkness out of the east had descended. The two rabbits ran hand in hand, slipping and tripping in the driving rain. They were shadows of what they had been only a short time ago when they had crossed the meadow like comets chasing after a star. They were shaken and afraid. They had the whole of the wide meadow to cross in the darkness, soaked and fearful. But in flashes of lightning, they could see their elm tree home. Flash, father and mother appeared on the little porch between the wide, smooth roots of the tree. Flash, Mother was holding baby Jack's, her face showing worry. Father peered into the darkness. Here, Heather shouted. Flash, Picket shouted too. But their voices sounded small in the pounding rain and the irregular claps of thunder. Flash, Mother pointed. Rumble, Flash. Father dashed into the storm. The younger rabbits ducked as the sky was split and lightning fell. Heather saw Father in the bright bursts, never ducking, always moving toward them in the, in the darkness, eager, determined, confident. He met them halfway across the meadow. Father paused before them and they stopped. He looked from Picket to Heather and after a moment's hesitation, he put his arm around Heather and motioned for them to follow him back. Heather thought he had almost meant to pick her up, to fold her into his arms and carry her home. But he seemed startled or half embarrassed that she wasn't really small enough to carry like that anymore. Nor was Pickett, who was almost her size now. Nearly to the porch, Father glanced down at her. She smiled up at him, 
Finally, they were on the porch and through the door. Baby Jacks cried in the corner while Mother met them with blankets and towels and hugs. What a fright you've had, she said, unable to keep from making the pleasant chattering nonsense sounds that she used to comfort Baby Jacks. Heather received a blanket gratefully, felt it wrap around her and sat down at the table along with Pickett. Father hugged them each and then hurried across to the stove and built a hasty fire. He returned and took up Baby Jacks, who stopped crying when Father rocked him. Father grabbed the poker, still rocking Jacks, and poked at the fire. Heather watched him toss another log in, and it sputtered to life. You're soaked, Mother said to Father, and you're getting a little jacket wet now, too. We are all in this together, he said, shaking his head so that the water sprayed at her. She laughed and grabbed the kettle and set it to boil above the fire. Now, both of you come and sit by the fire and I'll bring you some dry clothes, Mother said. Heather smiled. She was already feeling easier, safe within the walls of their Elm Hollow home. She and Pickett crossed the floor, dodging Father, who was trying to retrieve his glasses from Baby Jack's without breaking them or hurting him. I'll wear a jacket, son. Please, not my spectacles, he said, as Jacks cackled mischievously. Spectacles, Pickett laughed, taking Jacks into his arms. Why do you call them spectacles? That's how most of them talk in the East, where your fancy father is from, Mother called. They sound awfully sophisticated and clever out that way, not like us perfectly ordinary folks raised in Nick Hollow. Pickett smiled and tickled Jacks. Mother often teased Father gently about his prim way of speaking. Pickett sat on the hearth, Jacks in his lap, his back to the growing blaze. Heather poked at the fire and it brightened. Pickett smiled and Jacks scrunched his shoulders in delight at the wave of heat. Heather watched her brothers happily. Why won't Jacks sit with me like that? We have a brotherly bond, Pickett said, based on mutual promises of protection. I will always be there for Jax, and he will always be there for me. Right, Jax? Jax smiled up at Pickett. He was never more relaxed than when Pickett held him. Heather frowned. Where was Jax today when the burning limb was falling on you and you were out cold? She teased. She had meant it to be funny, but Pickett looked down and then into the fire. I'm sorry, Pickett, she said. I was teasing. I didn't mean anything by it. I can't believe I fainted, Pickett said, shaking his head. Never worry, my lad, father said. It's a weakness of our kind. Rabbits often faint before we can even think about it. And then we take a long time to recover. It's just a weakness. I don't want to be weak. He looked into his baby brother's eyes. I'll never let you down, Jax. I'll be strong for you. Heather smiled. Heather frowned. It was sweet, 
Yes, but when Pickett talked like that, something twisted in her stomach. Soon the kettle was boiling. They were in fresh, dry clothes. And they all sat around the fire at ease as the storm raged outside. Mother poured tea while father tried to fix his glasses. Mother brought them each a raisin cake, and father, setting down his glasses in surrender, began to fill his pipe. Heather loved the smell of father's pipe. When he blew smoke rings, she always thought of it as magic. Mother can fix your glasses or your spectacular spectacles, Heather said primly. Why don't you tell us a story? Yeah, Pickett said, perking up. Goofhack the Blabber and Tattler's Dungeon. Jackson and I vote for Goofhack. Heather frowned at him, and father noticed. Perhaps something a little more grown-up for my adventurous children, father said, cocking an eyebrow at Heather. She smiled and then panicked. Did he want her to tell a story? Oh, no. She wasn't ready. She needed time. She could never tell one like her father told her. Heather, father asked, would you like to tell us a little tale? She looked down, blushed, coughed, and stammered. Well, I don't know. She did know. Not now. Not yet. Maybe next time? Father looked at her with a hint of disappointment and seemed about to say something. Then he just looked into the fire. After a while, he spoke. Heather, I think you are very brave. What you did today out there in the storm took courage. All of life is a battle against fear. We fight it on one front, and it sneaks around to our flank. He paused and looked kindly at her. Yes, Father, I understand. I regret many things I've done, he said. But most of all, I regret those moments when I said to fear, you are my master. He suddenly looked terribly sad. What is it, Father? Pickett asked as Mother tenderly took Jacks from him. It's only that when you're older, you hand out wisdom to your children like you know everything. But it is sometimes hard to follow your own advice. I don't think you're afraid of anything, Pickett said. You wouldn't ever faint. Well, Father said, looking down. I'm sorry to say that's not true. I'm not proud of everything I've done, son. Mother's soothing noises could be heard from across the room where she quieted baby Jacks for bed. What about that story, Father? Heather said. A story about bravery? A story to make us brave, Father said, nodding and laying down his damaged glasses. He rubbed his eyes, cast a glance at Mother, 
and then stared into the fire. Heather and Pickett exchanged quick glances. This felt different from their father's usual fireside tales. How about if I tell you a true story, father said, still staring into the fire as if searching for the thread of the tail inside the bobbing, jagged edges of the flames. Mother came to stand beside father, baby Jack's asleep in her arms. Father looked up at her, and a knowing look passed between them. Father had, uh, Heather had seen this many times, how they spoke without words. Father's eyes asked a question. Mother nodded, smiling sadly. She sat down in the rocking chair and hummed the beginning of a sad melody. Well, Heather thought, the melody was something more than sad, but not less than sad. She tried to find a word for it, but Father was talking again. All right, my dears, Father said. I will tell you of the rise and fall of King Jupiter the Great. <laughs>